Welcome to the Global Sales Mentor Podcast for conversations that drive growth. When you are ready to grow your international sales, join the conversation with your host, Zach Selch. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations That Grow Global Sales. And I have here a uh, old friend of mine, a good friend, a guy I've known for years. I've been working with him for just about 20 years, I guess, on trade shows. Clint Ard is a shipping specialist whose focus is on getting your goods to a trade show in time and the way they should be. Uh, Clint, welcome. I'm really happy to have you on my uh, podcast. That's great to be here, Zach. Appreciate the invite. So I guess the first thing I'm going to jump in is tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do, please. Yeah, from my side, I am a logistics specialist who is focused primarily on trade shows. I've been in the business since January of 99, so I've seen quite a bit of changes through the industry itself, as well as many of us have been around with technology growing along. Well, my kids would say, what, did they use mules back then? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of us can still remember that a fax machine was useful. So um, from that time, you know, it's uh, all of my exposure to the logistics industry has been specifically for helping trade show customers, providing that complete door to delivered booth service, regardless if their shows in the U.S. or if it's international, and just being sure that they're able to focus on uh, the other aspects of getting the show ready. And I take care of their baby to get everything at the show so they can be ready to promote their product. No, th- that's great. And, you know, I know people will, like, I know people who are using their normal shipper for trade shows. I know people who are using like FedEx or whatever, the, the postal service for trade shows. Why would somebody use, and, I, and, I, and I'm not asking for myself, because like I said, I've been, I've been using dedicated shipper for trade shows for 20 years, but why would somebody want to use a shipper like you to go to a trade show? Well, what I'm able to bring in my background as a specialized shipper for trade shows is the knowledge that a normal freight forwarder, even companies like EPS or FedEx, um, know how to do. Um, You know, a normal shipping company, they can be very good at trucking or air freight or ocean. um, And they're all about the focus of exporting the goods to wherever you want it to go. And then once it arrives to that destination, Um, The buyer takes it over and then does everything from there. So they really don't have the knowledge for all the customs regulations that's involved first and foremost with bringing things in. And you know what? We're going to we'll revisit. I want to put a pin on that and revisit the customs issue with trade shows because that's really Mm -hmm. important. Sorry. Go on, Clint. So um, for the most part of what I'm able to do uh, as a trade show forwarder, I have the knowledge and the contacts of the best people to work with from the time the freight leaves its origin, whether it's coming from the U.S. or any destination worldwide uh, or origin, and then bringing it all the way up to the exhibiting country, doing the customs clearances into the, that country, which is usually of most importance for temporary import right. because most of the items will return after the show. Um, but also to be able to work with the customers if they have things that are sold during the show right. to help them take care of the customs aspects of it because most people don't really think about a lot of their customs because they get their orders from the international customers. Right. They arrange it up to Porter Airport, and then the buyer takes care of everything else. But when you're doing trade shows, it's very important that you have the entire process monitored so that all the customs clearances, not only for the export and return from the U.S., are taken care of, but also at the destination country. And then 
On top of that, and what a lot of people don't realize is the local handling in the country itself. Um, it may get to arrival port and airport, but once it gets there, it needs someone who navigates not only the customs side of it, but as well can be able to bring it into the show, um, do the proper warehousing and delivery. And to, to your booth at the right, right time, right. Correct. And that's that's something that I'm able to pull into one package is that complete door to delivered booth service so that whenever an exhibitor is going to a show and they want to bring their product or anything that they're wanting to display at the show, they don't need to coordinate anything other than my deadlines, my paperwork and giving me delivery instruction that I take care of everything because an exhibitor themselves, they have more on their table of things to do for a show than I do. Uh, right. So for them to have to worry about, okay, well, who do I need to call for this part of my shipping? Who do I need to call for this part of my shipping? Well, what happens when I get there? Do I need to call them and do something else? They can remove all of that worry by working with someone like myself who does everything. And then they have one point of contact, one company to work with, and then everything goes smoothly from the time it leaves until it delivers. Right. And if you haven't actually seen the lineup of trucks and forklifts and packages waiting to get into a hall at Medica the day before, two days before, you have no idea what's going on. But getting your getting your stuff to your booth in time for you to do setup when you're waiting for three or four pallets of stuff, that that's pretty that can take time. And if you're if you don't know the right people, you don't know the right people who run the hall and so on. You could, you know, you could be waiting eight hours later than somebody else, right? Absolutely. And that, that happens a lot of times. People will try to, you know, maybe they use their normal freight forwarder and then try to see if they can do things locally the way they would for their U.S. shows. Right. And they don't have the clout. They're showing up as one exhibitor of thousands of exhibitors sometimes, especially for right. shows as big as Medica. Yeah, like and Medica, I want to say there are 15,000 uh, exhibitors, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a huge volume and, you know, they're just a needle in a haystack, whereas I'm showing up at most of these shows or even if it's not for, for a specific, like a big show like Medica, um, there's the reputation behind what I'm doing so that the local partners there um, are able to respond a lot quicker to my request versus the 50 direct exhibitors trying to get in touch with them. Right. So that is a benefit to my customers as well because I have the direct contacts over time. Um, with the local partners to be sure that they get immediate action whenever there's a need. Exactly. And I remember years where you got me my stuff, you know, right when I needed it at the beginning so I could be set up, you know, a day in advance and be done with it by 6 p.m., you know, make sure that my booth was all set up because I got the stuff first thing in the morning because you got it there. And then on the flip side, making sure that I get my boxes as soon as the show is over and then get picked up right afterwards. Really, it takes a lot of the worry and the and the concern off the exhibitor's head in terms of the logistics. Well, and that's uh, what a lot of people appreciate uh, with, with hands-on services like yourself and where we built our relationship over the years mm -hmm. is having a partner who uh, takes away a lot of the worry and stress because once a lot of exhibitors, they show up at a show, you know, they a lot of times they show up the day they arrived into the country. Right. And the last thing they want is the drama of trying to figure out if uh, their things are there. And that's oh, yeah. where, you know, you, you get your updates before you ever leave that your freight's in the warehouse. It'll be delivered at this time. Here's your local contact if you need anything. 
And then that way, when you or your colleagues show up, um, you know, you already know everything's going to be taken care of the way you need it to. And then you can focus on doing the setup and the same thing on the outbound um, is that everything goes as smooth as possible because you're there as an exhibitor to focus on creating new business, building upon your relationships. And you want to work with vendors uh, that are related to the show that can be sure that you can do that to your best ability. Exactly. And and I've never had a problem while working with you, but I haven't, you know, not every company I've worked with has worked with you. And I, I, I've been going to Medica for about 10 years before I knew you. And I've seen every possible screw up on shipment. I've, I've gotten there and not had my booth. I've gotten there and not had my signs. I've gotten there and not have one component of a demo system. I mean, when when you get us when you're counting on ten boxes getting there and only nine get there, uh, it, it's painful. There's you know there's always a uh, a whole lot of stress involved in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, your your success at the show is depending upon everything arriving there on time, and that's uh, what we invest in. And on our side, is to be sure everything goes the way. You want it to, and there's always going to be hiccups, um, but it's also to the quality of your partners to how well they can react to those hiccups and either fix the situation or offer you solutions um, to correct what's going on. And that's, I think, the biggest part of any partnership uh, for any of us with our vendors is that, uh, you know, you've got someone who you know that whether it's good, everything's going good or whether it hits the fan, that they'll be there for you to offer you what solutions are available given the current situation. That's right. And I always say, you know, if you're there for four days and, uh, and this whole thing costs you say $25,000 to exhibit at Medica, you know, you can look at, at what, you know, you're, you're there essentially, you know, four days times uh, eight, eight hours. So that's uh, what 32 hours on, on the booth. Right, it caught you're dealing with about $800 an hour for the cost of being at that booth, right? So, every hour that you're under stress, every hour that you're not functioning because maybe you're running around looking to find a new sign or get something fixed, or because you don't have the right cables or anything like that, you're losing money that you invested in trying to have the best show you, you possibly can. So you know, making sure that everything goes smoothly is really, really important uh, for a show like Medica, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, like you said, there's enough stress of all the other things to manage for the show to let alone have to worry about the missing pieces of the puzzle that uh, you weren't expecting before you got there. Right. I, I know I know very well where there are hardware stores and electronic component stores all over Dusseldorf. Because over the years, I've had to buy a piece of cable or I've had to buy, you know, a, a sign or I've had to buy a piece of wood or a few screws or something. Because typically because we forgot to pack something or something didn't get there correctly or we packed the wrong component or piece or something. But if you're missing something big, you're going to end up running around town trying to find a replacement or find a, you know, a printer or find something to deal with. Uh, to, to make your booth perfect. And you really don't need that stress. So it's, it really is a great idea to be working with a professional on this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of what we try to present to our customers is that we're there for them for whatever need they may have. Um, I know specifically within our side of the industry, a lot of exhibitors 
um, they rely really heavy on all of the recommendations from the organizers. You know, who's right. your recommended stand builder? Who's your recommended, you know, graphics printer? Whatever, anything related to the show, furniture. Um, it also ties into freight for that. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of times that gives the exhibitors the peace of mind of knowing they're working with someone that the, that's recognized by the organizer. And while usually it is the fact that you have a good partner, that's not always the case because, for one thing, not every freight company in my position has the ability to have a relationship with every show organizer around the world. Right. It's not that way. It's, it's a people business, and we're all limited in resources. And even though we do a really strong job on the shows where we are recommended by the organizer, we also do shipments to shows where we're also not the recommended organizer. So oh, yeah. I know a lot of times exhibitors feel like they're forced to work with the recommended one. But when you're doing international shows, it's not like a domestic show. In the U.S., you're forced right. to work with the Freemans, the GPSs. Right. Whoever is at that show location, you don't have a choice. They will make right. you work with them regardless. Well, you can completely forget about that once you leave Canada and the U.S. because on the world market, you have a free choice to work with whoever you want to, to anyone, and they're allowed to bring your freight to the show. Um, right. And that's something as well for exhibitors to understand is when you've had a relationship with someone that you say, okay, I worked with this company for, for this show, or like you did with me for Medica, this is the service I want. Well, you can get that service to every other show. And right. if they continue to give you the service you want, you don't have to look in your exhibitor manual to find out who the recommended person is because you're already working with a professional who can help you worldwide. And those are the kind of bonds and relationships that I think are even most important because we look in our business lives and we're always looking to have strong relationships with partners that we work with over time so we can build the trust and the situations to work together in all different kinds of environments. But I see sometimes, not always, but sometimes with exhibitors, they will switch from one freight forwarder to the next freight forwarder to the next freight forwarder to the next yeah. freight forwarder because they've got it in their head. They have to work with the show recommended forwarder and they're right. not really building a strong relationship with any one of those companies because they're just a one-off customer for them. And right. we all know the bonds that we have with customers. The more you work with someone, you start with an email, then you go to a phone call, then you maybe do a video call, then you might meet them in person on the show. That builds a different kind of relationship for you with a partner who's responsible for your most time-sensitive part of your show. So invest in it. Don't be worried that, that uh, they're not recommended by this organizer, so I really shouldn't use them. If they've proven themselves that they can do what you want them to do to the level of service and attention and pricing that you want, keep in touch with them. Right. Let, give them the chance to work with you. And then you'll be doing the same. You have the same contact for all your shows. You, you'll get used to their type of documentation. You'll get to the new used to the nuances of the different personalities. And then it becomes like one of your customers or one of your vendors. You know, you've right. got that bond because the show itself is going to be different. You're working with a different organizer. You're working right. with a different stand builder, maybe. But you've got one constant. You've got your freight person who you know is bringing your most important part of the booth because it doesn't matter how pretty your booth is, doesn't matter how good your furniture is, doesn't matter how good your catering is. If it doesn't arrive, doesn't show up with your exhibition materials, with your product and what you're wanting to show, your show's a failure. Oh, yeah. That's, that's an extra point I want to bring up as well. You know, a lot of times I think uh, Corona has really woken the world up to how important logistics is. 
Because oh, before yeah. Corona, I would tell people what I did or that I even worked in a sh- as a part of the shipping industry. And you could just see the disinterest in their mind because logistics was always something that like the hidden uh, the hidden master behind everything. Logistics is what makes the world work, but people don't realize they need it until something goes wrong. And right. for trade shows specifically where every show is a deadline and everything has to be there perfect, it's important that the logistics gets as much attention as your stand builder or anyone else you're working with. That, that's exactly right. I was actually at a conference yesterday and everybody was talking about supply chain. Everybody was talking about logistics. And just like you said, everybody you know, two years ago, nobody knew that term supply chain. Nobody talked about logistics. Now, now it's a big thing. You, you talk about people and, and here's an interesting thing about, about people. Now I, I think about like the hall I've been, I've been in hall 16 for a while at Medica. I think for, for years I was in 12 and now I'm in 16. I've been in 16 for a while and there's a hall master and there are, you know, assistant hall masters and there are the different people. And now there's also the, the people who run the logistic area right the the place where the where the boxes come in so if if my my shipment comes in you know let's say it comes via air it gets to the dusseldorf airport then it goes to the to the mesa it's going to get um entered into a section where it's then going to be sorted and then sent to the hall and then got to my booth now there are a half dozen or a dozen people in that chain all of whom for the most part, have been doing their jobs for years. Like the Hallmeister of of Hall 16 at um, at uh, Medica has been in that position for at least 10 years, I think. Right. So all these people are individuals that you you know you end up having a relationship. Now, me as an exhibitor, I don't necessarily have a relationship with these people, but but my my forwarder does, right? And that helps me get everything smoothly running through. And again, it's not like because somebody doesn't know me, I'm not going to get my box, but I might get my box 12 hours earlier, right? That That's sort of, you know, something people should take into mind, into consideration, right? Well, that, that kind of goes back to, uh, to a point I made a little bit earlier is the, the fam- familiarity of working with people over and over again um, is when I show up at a show, I'm not just there for the first time sometimes. I am, but a lot of times I'm there for repeat business, especially for a show like Medica, I've been doing that show for 23 years now. And right, there's not right. a single person in the U.S. except for an exhibitor, maybe, who right. has had that much attention uh, during right. freights to the Medica show. Right. And when you put that much involvement with your local contacts and you're showing up every show and you're building those relationships, it's like you said, you can get better cooperation than just an exhibitor by themselves who goes up to these people and says, I need help with X, Y, Z. Um, because these people already have their relationships with me or my colleagues, and that helps each of our customers tremendously, whether it's at Medica or at other shows, because of that familiarity and the constant uh, interaction that we have with the people. So that's something that, as well that, that takes the work off the shoulders of, the, of each of the exhibitors. That that's that's exactly right. That's great. Let's let's switch back to to customs for a second because I don't think people think about this. Um, I'm, let's say I'm bringing into Germany $50,000 worth of monitors as demo equipment, right? And I just send it through FedEx. What happens? 
Well, when if you send it by a courier shipment by FedEx, um, they will get it up to arrival Germany, but right. then they can't do the import because they need an active consignee for their shipment. And if you're sending it to the show, that's not an active consignee because the show is just there for a couple of days. You're just there at your booth. You're not an actual entity who's there. So right. what ends up having to happen is I've had this happen many times over the years because people think that FedEx and UPS option is so much cheaper because they don't realize all the work that's involved once it gets to Germany um, right. is they come in scrambling and going crazy because the shipment's been stuck for weeks and they can't get it out of customs. And then that's where I get involved and say, okay, these are the steps you need to take to, this is what the instructions you need to give to FedEx are so that they can get in touch with my partner locally. We'll take over the handling. We'll do the customs clearance. We'll bring it from the FedEx location to the fair site and bring it to the booth. And until that happens, FedEx will keep our UPS. They'll keep going in circles because they're right. looking for someone in Germany who can help them with their customs clearance procedures. And that's not going to happen. Um, that's, right. I mean, you can, you could send things FedEx or UPS, but it needs to be under the supervision of someone like myself who can tell you how to correctly do that. But again, that's still with my involvement because right. I'm the one that's going to be acting as the active consignee. Um, and for FedEx and UPS shipments or anything courier related, those are usually um, relegated to shipments that are almost to the size of where you could possibly hand carry them, but they're a little bit too much uh, burden to hand carry right. Um, or as well with the lower value shipments, because uh, once you get into the higher value items and things like that, then it's usually a lot better to start researching your options for an air freight option, option um, right. moving it over to the show, because anything with high values or the weights start getting up pretty high, then it makes much more sense to just forget about the FedEx UPS option and just focus directly on, okay, how can I organize this on a pallet and send an air freight over to the show? Exactly. And then let's take that a little more complicated. Let's say I have $50,000 worth of demo units. I bring them to a show. And if the last day somebody offers to buy them from me and I sell them for cash, now what happens from a, from a customs, from the German government's perspective, what's going on? Well, it's not it's not only the Germans' uh, customs perspective. It's pretty much any customs uh, around the world. Some right. of them are a bit stricter than others. The way it's technically supposed to be done everywhere is if there's items that are brought in on a temporary import, the shipper is ultimately responsible for the duty and VAT if right. that freight is not exported out of the country. So if there are any items that are sold during the show, whether it's cash, wire transfer, doesn't matter how it happens. Whatever is sold is technically not allowed to leave the Mesa or the trade fair until customs has been taken care of because there's certain countries where um, they need to issue export documentation for the customs to transfer the goods to whatever country it's going to. That way, the temporary import customs is closed for that exhibitor. Um, and if it's where the exhibitor says, well, we'll do the permanent import here in this country, um, we'll pay the duty in VAT or the buyer pays the duty in VAT, um, that can be done as well. But a lot of times if it's really high value items, the freight is not allowed to leave the trade show until the duty in VAT is paid for locally 
or the correct customs documents are taken care of, which have to go with the cargo to whatever country it's going to, because you can get into a lot of problems as an exhibitor right. if you do things that customs doesn't want to do. And that's why I say it's on a country by country basis. Some right. countries are super strict and you have to bring the sold product back to the warehouse, do the customs work and then release it. Some countries and some countries are a little different. If it's lower value, you might just say, yeah, this was worth a thousand. We sold it for cash. And they're like, okay, well, we'll bill you back the duty and VAT because customs isn't so strict. But on those right. instances, as soon as you're even thinking about selling it and you've got a potential buyer, get in touch with your freight forward and say, okay, this is what we're thinking about doing. And you'll get your walking instructions from them for what you need to tell your buyer, whether or not the right. freight needs to go back to the warehouse whatever steps need to be taken because that needs to be communicated clearly to the buyer before any money is changed. That way they're okay with what needs to be done before the show's finished. Right. And, and you don't necessarily want to annoy the German police now, do you? You don't want to mess with customs cut with, with anything within the supply chain uh, uh, model. The only part of it that none of us can control is customs. We right. can switch our vendors any day we want to. We can go work with new truckers, new airlines, new ocean. But the one people you cannot switch is customs. And like you said, you never want to make them angry because they're like elephants and they will remember you the next show you come. They, they will. If you've got product, they will. they will make you, they can make your life a little bit challenging. Yep. Yeah. And I've, I've never had trouble with the German customs, but I once had a bunch of stuff stuck in Peru and they kept it for six months mm -hmm. because our paperwork wasn't wasn't right. So I missed everything I needed to do with it. I was there for training and it got stuck in customs for six months and there was nothing I could do. I couldn't hold my training. It was a disaster over bad paperwork. That goes exactly to the reason it's important to work with a professional Yep. Who knows about trade shows because it's another outside of UPS and FedEx shipments getting stuck. The situation like you just described in Peru, that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I think if I remember correctly, um, and that your Peru situation, I think got me involved with helping you at a former yeah. employer uh, doing some of your demos because we used to yeah. only work for trade shows. And then you were like, Clint, can you do demos as well? And I'm like, Zach, that is the exact same thing. It's just your private demo right. versus a public show. And that, that's a lot exactly, of these countries, that's exactly right. for South American countries, for, for Spain, for example, if you don't have your paperwork approved and correct before it leaves the United States, you will have a situation like you just described where your freight won't get there on time. And that is another reason why it's so important to work with someone who understands trade shows and the entire process so that you leave nothing to risk for the investment that you have on the show. That's exactly it. And as a sales manager, the person responsible for the sales process, you don't want to be wasting time arguing with customs. You don't want to be dealing with this. You want to be able to, to say, Clint, this is what I need. I need this, this box in this city at a certain time, and then we're going to take it out at a certain time. Tell me what to do, right? And then I I can focus on the sales training. I can focus on the selling. I can focus on the management part, but I don't have to worry about talking to people from customs. I don't have to, you know, I I, I never want to see the inside of a customs office again because it's just not my job to run around and talk to customs people. I'd rather have 
Clint or somebody like Clint be doing it for me, right? Absolutely. Great. Well, thanks a lot. I bet I know I have lots of funny stories about people who didn't get their stuff in time at Medica. I'm sure I'm sure you do too. Any any funny stories you can share here? Well, usually the exhibit the, the situations I'm in as a, as exhibitors that are in frustration versus anything I could uh, humor right. myself at. Um, okay. well, uh, you're, I would well, say you're, you're very part. kind. You're very kind. I sometimes I find those frustrating situations humorous when it's happening to somebody else because I'll see people and they'll they'll be like, oh yeah, I have everything under control and I spent the tenth of what you spent because I found a cheaper system. And then two days later, they're like. Oh my God, nothing got here. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so screwed, you know? Yeah, and for me, it's it's not to that exact point. I don't say um, that it's that they're funny situations. Right. And I never say I told you so. Right. But when I see people who try to find situations because they think my pricing is not to what they want to invest, and then I see it go wrong, you know, in inside. I, like we all do, if you're trying to help someone and they don't right. want to take your advice or use your services, it's like, well, if you would have worked with me, this wouldn't yep, have happened. This wouldn't have happened. Um, exactly. In Germany, they have, a, they have a word called schadenfreude, where right. it's basically you're <laughs> amused by other people having bad things happen to them. And I don't wish bad things on anyone, but I'm also extremely passionate in, per- in the service that I provide because yeah. I don't sell a product. I sell a service and that service is what's in my head and what I provide uh, right. to my customers. And, and it's when, decades when someone of, refuses that, I take that personally. Right. And it's decades of getting to know the people and the and the situation of the trade shows, you know, all of that, right? That's that's your investment, decades of learning that stuff, building those relationships. Uh, that's what you sell, right? Absolutely. It's the it's the, the the whole package, you know, giving people the peace of mind that they want whenever they're going to a show, that they've got someone who knows the right people to talk to, who pull the strings when they need to be pulled, right. and they can focus on the show and let me do all the background. That's, Great. That's what I'm well, thanks a lot, Clint. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in Dusseldorf in a couple of weeks. And if anybody needs to get a hold of you, can you walk through how to contact you, please? Sure. They can do uh, one of two ways. I'm always available by phone. Um, that's at my Las Vegas number at 702-691-9062. Or they can also reach me by email, which I have a pretty easy email thanks to my name. Um, it's my first initial and my last name, which would be C-A-R-D just card at twigroup.com. Great. Either one of those, I'm very available. And thanks to technology, it sits in my pocket to go with me wherever I am. So look forward to hearing from anyone. Great. Thank you very much, Clint. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Conversations that Grow Global Sales. This month, we are talking about getting ready for Medica. Uh, I know not everybody uh, who listens is in the medical business, but this is my big show of the year. And you can take stuff we talk about this show and use it to relate to all other shows and different international business. Thanks a lot. Please uh, keep joining us for our future episodes. Thanks a lot, Clint. Thanks again, Zach.